all I really care about is whether I sound good. James, do you want to know? A fun fact? Yeah, what Emily and I did. So my boss is currently on vacation. <laughs> Which one? Wait, wait who's your boss? Kristen. Kristen. She's on vacation. Yeah, she's on vacation. So you so, and Emily cook something up while she's gone? Yeah, we ordered 200 miniature ducks on Amazon and hit them in her office. I'm trying to think of the pun, like why, but I'm sure you'll Because me. it'll irritate her. And that's what we That's the for. only reason? Yeah. Does she drive a Jeep? Like she, no. No, nothing? Okay. They were the only one that got here in one day. That was the deciding factor? Yeah. Shipping, shipping We went through a lot. Like, there were miniature mm. cheese. There were mushrooms. There were... Because you always yell at me for not doing it. You talked over my claps. Now, how am I How am I going to link the audio when you're talking over my claps? I did, you don't ever do that. I didn't know it was a thing. He does it every I time. I do it every time. <laughs> Is oh, this your first podcast usually, with us? I don't know. Am I usually talking over Welcome it? to Royal Cooper. Yeah, it's good to have you with us today. What are you here to tell us about? <laughs> no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I'm just happy that you guys actually let me come back to the podcast and talk. Hey, I offered for you to be part of the other one. You said no. I'm really bad with names. I don't mean it disrespectfully. I just am bad at names. It's all right. I just learned your name, Copper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Kick you in the shins. All right, what a great way to kick off the podcast. We have two of our business bankers with us today. Do you, who wants, sorry, I picked up the pen and it really threw me off. Who wants to start off, just introduce uh, introduce yourself and what you do for Royal Credit Union. So my name is Blake Wilson, business banking officer here at RCU. I cover the Eau Claire market as well as our branch uh, down south in Whitehall. And I'm Jack Livingston, business banking officer for Royal in the Twin Cities metro market. I'm doing the same things Blake does. But better. <laughs> With Minnesota. <laughs> what, what is like a typical day for you guys? Our days are heavily driven based on the business owner's needs. You know, business owners are busy. Business owners have chaotic schedules. And sometimes that does infiltrate into our schedules. Some days it's crazy. It's meetings all day. And then other days, Friday afternoons, it's often not that busy. And it's really reflective of just being here when the business members need us to be here for them. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, we're, we're heavily involved in the communities that we serve. So um, this morning I had a 730 to 9 um, network event that I was at that's every couple of weeks. There's, you know, some that I have on Wednesdays and, and Mondays, especially the summer, lots of events um, that keep us busy and, and keep us out and about along with just kind of normal workflow. There's always, you know, events and ribbon cuttings and whatnot that we like to get out and, and take part in. And a lot of the business council meetings, Roseville, Shoreview, Arden Hills, they have coffee there for you. So two things at once. <laughs> I love it. Efficiencies. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. What is the typical business member look like when they come to you guys with a need you know are you working with the the big businesses the small businesses all sizes talk me through that yeah i'd say our role is is uh pretty unique in that we can work with businesses of of all sizes so um a lot of it just depends on you know their their current lending relationship and what that looks like kind of like jack was saying we work with some of the smaller businesses so you know we work with the the mom and pop the the sole proprietor that's you know it's just them you know they're a, a construction laborer so they're doing jobs and you know they do it all by themselves um, and we work with some pretty large companies that maybe don't have a huge lending need, but they've got a, a small enough one. So it falls into our bucket and, and we're happy to serve kind of all the way in between. I would echo that. And I think just the clients who are coming to us are at various stages. Blake touched on this, but I have people who will come to us, members who will come to us. And before they've even filed with the secretary of state and they're just saying, hey, what what does this look like? What are some best practices, next steps, just as we serve to be that trusted advisor for them in each step of the business banking process? 
Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, what does a typical conversation look like? So it's really driven by their needs and where they're at in the process of starting a business or growing a business. Is that accurate? I think so. We've got a few things we want to cover with the majority of our clients. Just, hey, what is business membership at a credit union? What does that mean? What does that look like? What's the benefit? Um, if they're coming to our desks, they often have some sort of a lending need or a future lending need. So we talk a little bit about what that looks like. But a lot of it can become advisory too of just, hey, here's what I've seen other businesses do. Here's how they've benefited from certain products, services that we offer here as a credit union. Is there a certain struggle that no matter if you're a small entrepreneur to a large business that you see across the board that people struggle with? I would say right now, kind of the big uh, struggle is is cash flow. So um, kind of with the pandemic and all the, the shipping delays and all those sort of delays everywhere, the small businesses seem to be kind of hurt the most. The bigger businesses that can, you know, kind of dictate terms and repayment and and they hold a little bit more power in that space so it's the you know the the smaller the smaller businesses that are you know the ones that are still stuck to the same terms to repay where the bigger businesses can can flex a little bit and that month-to-month cash flow becomes tight when you've got to pay on time but you're not getting paid on time cash flow is, has been a, a struggle the last few years and it's pretty common to see that in a variety of different industries not just necessarily in in one or two and I think it's important to note that a business could be having a wonderful year, but have that cash flow shortage. They may have literally hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in accounts receivable, which just means these are accounts that I'm waiting to be paid on, but I don't have that cash yet. Like Blake said, when you're kind of a small to mid-sized business, you don't set those terms and you're relying on other people to pay you for the work, the product that potentially you've already paid for. So that's a really common conversation we have, like Blake said. So there's a business out here that's listening and they say, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going through. What what types of services or how do you talk them through that or what can we offer them? Yeah, I would say we have a, we have a few different products that, that we offer for something like that. Kind of the one everybody thinks of first is is a line of credit. It's just kind of the common buzzword, like we're struggling with cash flow. You know, we're not getting paid quick enough. Um, so a line of credits can certainly be a good option. Variable rate, they get renewed every every 12 months. Another option that, that a lot of people miss, but especially on the smaller side is is a great option is just, you know, a business credit card. It's going to work just like, you know, your personal credit card. You've got X amount of days to, to pay it interest-free if you pay the full balance off in time. No fees to get it going. Rates are very similar to what a line of credit would be. It's open forever. Um, you get rewards, right? Like the personal one? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You certainly get those same rewards. There's a lot of flexibility with um, adding what we call sub-users. So if you've got a couple employees, maybe an office manager that you want, you know, to have a card, you know, with a $500 limit so they can, you know, buy some office supplies and some smaller stuff, you can control all that. You can have as many of those as you want. So if you got a, I know we've got some, some larger dis- distribution companies, you know, maybe they've got 50 salesmen out on the road for traveling, gas, all those sorts of things. Each person can have a card. Everything's separated out. So, you know, who spent what, um, you can change those limits, but um, kind of to get back to the question, it's a, a great it's a great option because it gives you kind of that interest free period where you know you can spend on it you know now and you still have that time to pay it without paying in the interest as opposed to the typical line of credit where interest accrues the day you start borrowing funds against it. Yeah, I didn't think about that about a line of credit either, but that, that wouldn't have the same flexibility with different people being able to draw on it necessarily or. Would it be just more complicated to set that up? Yeah, correct. So only, um, you know, signers on on the line, which, you know, tip, a typical owner wouldn't want 
everybody wouldn't want, you know, 45 salespeople um, to have access to the line. As you can imagine what, what, what could go wrong in that <laughs> yeah. situation where, um, you know, the credit card allows you to set their limit, allows you to, you know, cancel the card if they happen to leave the company. Yeah. Um, so even from like a bookkeeping perspective, is that a tool that's useful then, I guess? Yeah, I would say it's certainly a tool that, that they use, again, to, you know, separate expenses and know, um, you know, what's coming from where, how much is coming from from each person and and to help, you know, keep the books clean. Some, I was talking to a member and they're like, yeah, it's it's sometimes tough to get a business credit card. Is that is that a, a struggle for a lot of businesses or not really? It's kind of a common... So maybe a dumb question at all, especially early on business credit cards are based on the personal credit score. We, you know, we just tend to think that the personal credit score, though not perfect, is a reflection of how you would manage your business finances. So if you've got um, and I'm not going to set a number, but if you've got good personal credit, you're probably going to have no problem getting that business credit card started. It can be harder that if you have a new business and maybe a little bit of a rocky personal credit score and history, then it can be more difficult to get the business credit card, perhaps, than even a personal credit card. I think we might have talked about that with Carly in our very first business episode, um, a little bit just about, you know, when you're starting to think about starting that business, getting your personal finances, your personal credit situation in line is a really good first step before you um, are going in and asking for loans and things like that. But one of the things I love about Royal, and not every company does it this way, is that you can give us a call and just say, hey, here's where I'm at. We're so connected in the community that we know of resources that are available. We know of CDFIs, Community Development Financial Institution in Minnesota, could be open to business, any number of organizations where even if you're not quite ready yet, our goal, it's actually like a requirement of our job, is that we always give you some sort of next step. And it might not be the next step that they were originally looking for but it certainly pushes them in the direction that they need to be going and that will set them up for the most success. Our website, the business banking website also has like all these resources broken down by Wisconsin and Minnesota. I was just looking at them for a community partner. Yeah. And it's amazing what we have on there that they can reach out to for grants or funding research or any of that. It's awesome. I totally blanked out for a second. Did you say that was on our website? It is. Oh, yep. very recent update. Tony and I just worked on and I think it went live maybe a month or two mm -hmm. ago, but it's been an awesome resource. For Minnesota and Wisconsin? Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then we also have it broken down for the St. Croix Valley. I kind of want to leave the you podcast right now. Yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> you should. My favorite one is the Small Business Economic Development Center, which I think is the right name. But they partner with a lot of the campuses here in Wisconsin. So there's one on UW-Eau Claire's campus, and they do everything. Like, they can help you with that business plan. They can do research on your industry and provide you, you know, outlooks. And it's just really, really awesome, the education and resources that are available for people trying to start a business, right? Like, that's certainly uh, a group that that I send a lot of people to, um, you know, typically probably a couple a week. Um, obviously, uh, with the campus here and the entrepreneurship program being um, what it is, um, there's lots of interest, lots of ideas. Um, you know, a lot of people first come to the to the bank, to the credit union uh, for for funding to figure out what's that like. And a lot of times it's, well, you know, let's let's think about this a little bit more. Let's get a business plan. Let's, you know, figure out some projections on what this is going to look like. And so the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, is a is a great resource. Again, it's it's free for everything. They do projections, business plans. What I really love about them is they they ask you know some harder hitting questions, and they're very realistic in their projections. So they're not gonna you know just 
puffy up and say, oh yeah, that looks great. You know, they're, they're going to, they're going to break it down and they're going to ask, you know, is this realistic? You know, you think you're going to make this, what's the market, you know, at, um, so like I said, I'll honestly send a couple people there, their way a week, um, because they do such a great job in, in preparing not only entrepreneurs, but you know, um, people that are looking to level up their business as well. You just said a lot of stuff that someone might be listening and think, oh my gosh, that's what I have to do before I can start a business or go visit Royal. So I think maybe could you let us know what potential business members can do to maybe make the conversation with us go a little smoother or are there any limits for what they can come talk to you about right away? I would say don't hesitate to call or frankly, maybe even better yet email. The reason I say that, or we'll follow up with an email, is we can send you all these resources that are available, whether it's through Royal, whether it's through a community outreach organization, whatever it might be. We just want to make sure that we're doing right by you at the end of the day. Um, so I would encourage you to just reach out. I don't think there's any limits. You know, if we don't feel comfortable advising you in something, we're going to tell you that. Uh, but we would love to just be there for you and help guide you in the right direction. And hopefully um, went over lots of business here at Royal. But at the end of the day, like I said, just get you connected with who you need to be connected to. Where do they go to find an email to reach out? Like, how do they know who to talk to? Yeah, through through our cu.org uh, on the top, there's the business banking tab. Um, and you can, uh, I'm sure there's a, a meet the meet the business team um, link. So it's got all of our contact information, you know, who serves where. Um, I'd say, you know, try to find who's in your area. If not, um, feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, and we're happy to get you connected and maybe answer some initial questions. Uh, and again, uh, kind of as a trusted advisor role, we may not know everything right away. We may, we certainly probably have a, a good resource here or there for you to, um, you know, you've got questions about, should I be an LLC? Should I be this? Well, we're not the expert there. We know some things. We're the experts in the lending piece, but you know, here's some contacts in your area that you can reach out to. You know, whether it's it's an attorney or or anything like that that can help you know better set up or an accountant on on you know what you know entity type, what structure works best for you. Yeah. So as far as next steps, so imagine a business has kind of done their homework piece with those resources. They come to you with a little bit more formulated business plan. They know that they have a funding need. They need a lending thing. But they also need somewhere to like receive money at like operating accounts. Is mm -hmm. that, would that be a good way to describe that? What does that setup typically look like? Yeah. We always um, encourage our businesses who bank with us and lend with us to have, like James said, an operating account, which is just another word for a business checking account where the majority of your transactions are occurring to be held with Royal Credit Union. I know on previous episodes, we've mentioned that there's not necessarily a universal business credit report that can be pulled. So it depends a lot on your history with that individual financial institution and just how have they managed their business accounts? How have they managed their credit card, their line accounts? Um, but yeah, we would encourage you to set that up. We have, we can go head to head with just about anybody in terms of the products and services that we offer in our deposit accounts, whether it's that operating checking account, a business savings account, some of the best business certificate rates in the market. We go, we go head to head and, you know, exciting, new this year. Uh, we've really grown our treasury management services, um, sometimes called cash management services. We encourage you to, to start all that early and really build that foundation so that you are ready to scale um, when you receive that funding or whatever it is that you need. Like Jack said, you know, we offer basically all the same services or we will be soon offering all the same services. Yeah. Maybe your, your big banks, um, your national banks, um, are, are offering, um, the benefit of RCU is our fees are 
extremely minimal compared to what they may be charging. And a lot of times for a lot of these accounts and services, we may not charge a monthly fee at all. Always open to, to having a conversation if you've got accounts elsewhere and you want to see, you know, I'm getting 50 to 100 to $200 in fees each month for my transactions. Call us, email us. We're happy to kind of do a statement analysis and show you what it would be if those were, were coming through RCU instead. Statement analysis is an awesome tool. I'd encourage anybody listening to reach out and just ask us to put together for you to see um, how much you could be saving or earning. Do you find that there's a lot of members that have money sitting there that could be making more for them? A hundred percent. And what, what like routes or what products do you usually talk about there? Yeah. You know, I see it internally where it's an existing member where we may talk about, hey, you know, you've got a fair amount. Would you be interested in moving it into a certificate? But I see it even more when I'm out in the community. I hear that somebody has 250, 300,000 in a savings account with big bank A or mid-sized bank B. And just comparing even the interest rates on the savings accounts alone, there is a lot of earning possibility there for people who are carrying a balance of really any size in their accounts. Yeah. And now is now is a great time, obviously, with with rates where they are. That means deposit rates are also going up. So you see all these CD specials, you see these money market specials. Typically, it's a, a pretty easy process to get account set up and, you know, to transfer some funds over. And, you know, you could be surprised, you know, at your current place, maybe you're making 40 bucks a month on this on this big chunk you have saved before you move it somewhere else it's a couple hundred bucks and you and you'd be surprised how how fast that adds up and typically how easy it is to to make the switch do certificate specials apply to business accounts from you know the time that i've been here typically everything that's offered deposit wise on, on some of those rates we typically offer and again doesn't hurt if you see a, a lot of people see the great you know the great vehicle rates the great cd rates um through a lot of our consumer marketing and and, and whatnot just just ask if, if it applies for business too and we're happy to find that out and and help you out however we can do rates change just like because they're a business or you know if they want to buy a new truck for the business will that auto loan be more than if they bought it personally or is it comparable just based on their credit that kind of thing i would say overall they're they're typically pretty comparable um at the end of the day the business rate system and the consumer rates are are, are different okay. consumer sets theirs business sets ours obviously we try to you know be somewhat in line um, obviously we don't want, you know, to, that to be a, a huge difference from one to the other. Um, but there does come time where, you know, one area, um, their rates are going to be higher and ours are lower and, and reverse. Interesting. So, I mean, but you're probably having that conversation with the member too, right? Like, Hey, just so you know, like if you chose to do this as a personal loan, the rate would be different, but because you're choosing business, like here's how the structure of it is more beneficial to you or something. Is that accurate? There's certain situations where one loan may not be eligible, like a personal loan may not even be an option or the other route where a business loan isn't even an option. So I, I don't think it's a completely fair comparison to just always tell a member that your rate would be lower on the personal side because I'm not I'm not sure it's a completely fair comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jack said, there's there's, you know, there's a handful of times where, you know, the business owner would have the option to do one or the other. A lot of times, you know, in, in the investment real estate market, um, you know, our, our home loan side, they've got some ability to do some, some of those, uh, real estate investment loans. Um, and they've got, you know, their structure, their setup, their rates. Um, and on the business side, we've got, you know, the way we can do it, we've got our rates. So if it comes to something like that, um, I often work with our, our mortgage loan officers here in the Eau Claire area, and we kind of go back and forth and, and make sure, you know, we can pitch both options to the, to the member. 
um, in, in kind of what both setup looks like. Absolutely. And we always want to do what's right by the member at the end of the day too. Um, so for sure. Let's do this live. I'm, I have a video production business and I have to cart all these kids around. I need a new van, but I'm not going to pay the kids. I might give them credit. Like, can I offer like grade school credit for helping me in video production? I'd give them like licorice or something. <laughs> like, I, I don't think credit's going to have the same thrill as like a sweet treat. As a candy? You know, like they're children. I don't know. And so your question is really... Can, yeah, I, your can I buy the van as a business expense yeah. and, and as if, a business loan? If they actually get an A in school, if I just call it an A plus to them, would that cons- be considered giving them credit? I mean, <laughs> falsifying. The, I'm so, okay, so Steve wants a van. Sounds like a Tim Sass question. Yeah, Tim didn't join us though. Hmm. How about I need a van to cart all of my business stuff around, like cameras, and I also have children that ride in the van and assist me. Can I get a business loan? I was joking, but there we go. That's a well thought off question. You've been trying to get a new van for years. I mean, why not figure out all your options? I think that's true. What's about to come out of Blake's mouth is, oh, small business development center, bring your business plan. <laughs> He's one of those two or three a week referrals, right? <laughs> I would say a lot of these types of scenarios where, you know, there's, there's some business use, there's some personal use, um, you know, uh, honestly, probably at, at RCU, there's potential we could do it both sides. You know, we could do it um, as a conventional consumer loan. Um, you know, they've got different rates and terms. Um, or, you know, you could you could put it in an LLC or as a sole proprietor or whatnot. On the lending side, it I, I guess I tell folks, maybe, maybe Jack does it different. It's not a huge difference on our side. Obviously, if it's a consumer loan, it has to be in your personal name. If it's a business loan, we can kind of do it either or with business purpose. Um, but I always tell folks, you know, check with your insurance agent. You know, maybe there's a, a, a big difference, you know, cost-wise there. Check with your accountant who does your taxes and say, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, does it make sense? Are there, you know, tax advantages one way or the other? Um, so that's typically, you know, the advice I, I try to give because certainly not the expert there. But we can try to, you know, make it work whatever way makes sense here on our side. But I think that's like a perfect example of I could have been sitting for three months thinking about that, that question thinking about the the right way to go but just having a conversation with you with with a business banker just helps direct where i should go so this is why you guys don't let me on the podcast anymore so like deposit accounts with the credit union versus lending with the credit union how does that work there are you know we operate by a credit policy and there's bsa and everything like that that we're subject to which bsa is um, Federal Regulation Bank Secrecy Act. So there are industries that we tend not to work with, but I would. There's so few and far between that I'd always just encourage you to reach out, and we can navigate that conversation. And more importantly, if for some reason we're unable to be the ones assisting you, we're gonna very likely know of a resource of who can assist you, and send you in that direction. One of the industries that's tough on the lending side, and especially popular in the area, is, is agriculture. Um, just not something that you know we've got the the knowledge and expertise on. Um, we focus kind of in other areas, but we're happy to point you to uh, a local credit union that's got a ton of experience in that area, that's got seasoned lenders. While we can't be everything for everybody, we believe we do what we do very well, and we're happy to connect you um, in those other areas where, again, we just don't have the expertise for it. As for deposit accounts, for the most part, you know, we can have deposit accounts for for just about any business. Um, obviously, there's always going to be some industries maybe that are new or kind of 
you know, on the borderline where, you know, we're not quite set up yet to accept just with the risk and whatnot that comes with that. Um, but for the most part, you know, ag businesses, we're, we're happy to have help with you and your deposit accounts and whatnot. It's just the lending side gets difficult. I think that's a good, you know, if we have really awesome savings rates or certificate rates right now, bring on some of those deposits, you know, try and get the most out of it. But then lending, go to that credit union because that's what they are founded for, right? Like, I think it's a good cooperative partnership. You're not going to get that from any other credit union on the planet mm-hmm. or any other bank on the planet. That's like, actually, it's not in your best interest to not be here. And we totally get that. So I think that's kind of what makes Royal Credit Union a little bit unique in that perspective. Like, we really do have your best interests in mind as a business business banking institution. I mean, would you guys agree with that? Yes, I agree with it. I think Royal does a great job at it. But I think it's the credit union movement as a whole. You know, I think one of my mentors is very high up at a competing credit union in the Twin Cities. And he'll straight up say, we send certain clients to Royal because you do it better. And, you know, if there was something where I thought he did it better, we may consider sending a client to them. It totally is. It's that, he just has to do something better for you to do that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, it's the cooperative philosophy, right? Like, we're all people working together. And if we can't help you, but we probably know a credit union who can. We all specialize in different things. So Yeah, absolutely. How do you guys build relationships with members? What do you think you guys do that that makes you stand out? Honestly, I guess I, I would hope it's, you know, the transparency and honesty. I understand I'm not going to win every deal. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to have the best rate all the time, the best offer on the time, the best terms all the time. But I always just try to, you know, put my best foot forward, uh, you know, speak to them honestly, like this is what I can do. This is the best, you know, hope it works out and love to help you if I can. But again, there's certainly those situations where a lender elsewhere is going to, you know, do everything they they can to win the deal and and all that sort of stuff. And um, it ends up being a great deal for, for, for the business because they get, a, you know, a great deal and um, so again, kind of the, the honesty, transparency is is kind of what I lean into. I completely echo Blake. I think just the blatant transparency that we have at Royal on the business banking side, I think it's organization-wide, but especially what I've experienced on the business banking side is refreshing. And when I sit down with the client, they are just like, wow, you know, it's one of our core values too, but just making it easy, keeping it simple. I think we do a good job at that and just being, like Blake said, transparent and open throughout the entire process. Another, I would say another big part of the, the relationship building process is, you know, being active, being a part of the community. Um, so that's, that's a huge thing. I always hear Jack's, you know, at a, at a part of this chamber, he's at this chamber event, he's at this ribbon cutting. And likewise, myself here in Eau Claire, you know, there's different events and chamber events and JA, kind of all those sorts of things where, where we like to be out and about and help out where we can. So a lot of those times, you know, we see some of those same business members and, you know, you get to know them over time and, you know, maybe it's not something you're going to, you know, be able to help with them day when you meet them, but maybe it's, it's two years down the road, you know, being here four years, there's certainly people that I met in, in prior roles or early on in this role, I'd see him two, three times a year, say, hello, how are things going? Um, and you know, eventually there's a need. Royal's got a, a great reputation here in the area. So they're happy to, to give us a call and, and see how we can help. You're not just there because you have to be right. You know, our team members are involved in all those chamber things and stuff because they want to be, and it's important to them just like it is to those business members. So it's a really cool opportunity to see those connections happen too. Yes, that's a great part of the job is is to be able to be out and about, um, you know, helping at, like I said, junior achievement stuff. Um, I was in Leadership Eau Claire last last year, which was a ton of fun learning all about the community, getting together with other community leaders and, and you know, ultimately um, working on a project for, for a local nonprofit. It's a lot of fun to, to be out and about. 
I think having a region that we serve and a region that we focus on, you know, Minnesota and Wisconsin has us small enough to really get to know you and get to know your business and get to know the area, but big enough to have a team where if I haven't done something before, I can lean on somebody like Blake and say, Hey, have you seen this in your market? What does this look like in Eau Claire, in Medford, in Apple Valley, in Little Canada, in White Bear Lake? So I think I, I really think we're a good size. And if we get bigger, I still think we're going to be in that range, but where it's, we're small enough to help and get to know you and get to know our communities and be present, but big enough to have that scale, to have some of that expertise. Yeah, I would certainly second that. Um, and maybe not on the, you know, the the great news side of, but, you know, unfortunately in, in some of Jack's areas, he's been kind of on the leading front of some some fraud that's, that's kind of on the rise. So unfortunately, some things like that start in bigger cities and work their way slowly outward into, into different communities. So he's been kind of on the forefront, you know, you know, reaching out to the team saying, hey, this is kind of what I'm seeing here you know, be on the lookout. And, and really that comes from anywhere. You know, we try to keep each other, um, you know, up to date on what's going on in our areas. Um, we meet every week and and kind of give updates on, you know, this is what I'm seeing, you know, uh, maybe on the positive side, you know, these are some loan structures that have worked well, or, you know, I've got a, an individual in, in this industry and this is how we got their deal approved and, and made it work for, for both parties. So being in different areas, we see a lot of different things come across many different situations, but, you know, kind of the team aspect of coming together and, and sharing what we've learned and what we've seen has is, is certainly helped us each make a difference, hopefully. I would like to talk about the pastry. <laughs> so you, you did give us a little preview and now... That it's not a donut. No, it is a donut. I've I even made you a told pastry. me it's not I a donut. I've got a donut. If you want, a, if you want to get the donut, donut one out of the way, <laughs> it is a donut. It's a six pack though, because honestly, I think that as you're putting together your business banking plan, you need a little bit of everything. You need your vanilla. You need your chocolate. You need your strawberry. And I, obviously, that's not what I mean when it comes to business banking. But I do think that there's so much that's available out there to businesses and to business owners that kind of putting together that package is really what we are here to help you do is to help you kind of pick and choose what makes sense for you and recognize that that can change with time. So I think back to the donut example, just choosing one, I don't, I don't think we're ever one size fits all in business banking. And I think it is, you know, kind of that six pack or a dozen, or in some cases it's the baker's dozen where we're, we're helping you and we're going the extra donut, I guess. In this case, <laughs> I like it. I like it. And businesses are different, right? Absolutely. So, you know, their donut box is going to look different than Steve's donut box. Uh, when you said video bacon, business. I stopped listening after Baker's Dozen All I was thinking about is. Do you know how many that is? Oh, I wish I had 13 donuts. Yeah. So, uh, odd, we're, we're kind of in, in similar veins here um, with, with different underlying reasons. but um, And maybe it's recency bias, but I just walked in and Holy Donuts is outside. So, oh. that, that's kind of what, what. They're outside today? Yeah, they're outside today. Um, but that's kind of what, what came to mind. Donuts. First, for me, businesses look very different on the outside. You know, they come in all different flavors and, and whatnot. At the end of the day, they all provide a good or a service. Um, and and kind of like Jack was saying, hopefully, you know, we've got a way to assist most of them. That all makes so much sense. Like, that was not controversial at all. I was expecting there to be a contentious back and forth. And it's like so logical. It's exactly what I would have expected from a couple of business banking guys. <laughs> yeah, nobody threw Dude. out weird an uh, apple fritters <laughs> or... Cherry fritters. Or... I thought of a bear claw, but couldn't tie that in. <laughs> because we make business banking bearable. See, here, <laughs> there you the go. transparency, though, he's even like, I couldn't even pull it together. Like, that's what you get when you talk to Blake. Um, did you thing. ask if the episodes get derailed? Yeah. Yeah. Do these get derailed once donuts get brought up? You should. They get derailed before the donuts. You should listen to more episodes. We had a whole conversation once about the upside down light switches or plugins. She, lo she loves it. 
Well, I think, okay, but I do think that this is a good thing to talk about because I know we just made some updates to like our business banking app and like how that works, but do businesses use it? What's the benefit? Is it good? Do we already talk about this? I don't know. Very much so. A lot of businesses use it. Um, it's got a nice feature um, where you can toggle between your your entities. So um, it's not uncommon for you know one individual to have you know a few di- different entities that maybe all work towards the same business, or you know they're all kind of related businesses. Um, so it's certainly kind of a convenient way to to flip between different entities, send money across if you need to. Uh, but yes, yeah, certainly used by m- many of our business members. And something that's super cool on the Royal Business app is that you can actually deposit checks just like you would on the personal side. So that's a yeah, that's a service that's available at no charge. Um, makes it super easy. And I know at least in the Twin Cities, that is not super common. So it's a really cool feature that we have and that our business owners take advantage of. Love it. Yeah, one of one of the best things that we offer that is pretty an uncommon, I would say. I'm um, even you know some national banks are kind of just getting around to it. Is an online application for for businesses um, and, and small businesses in our case. So um, I know some of the, like I said, some of the big ones are just, just kind of getting around to it. Um, and Royals had it for uh, quite a while, I think, maybe maybe 10 plus years, they've had a, an online application of some sort. So Do a lot of people use it? I would say 98% yeah. of our applications come in that way. Um, it's just, a, it's a great way to kind of collect that information. That's typically where they come through and they're applying for loans or they're applying just to open an account. We, yeah, you can, you can do both separate ones, but, um, in, in our world and on the lending side, uh, yes, that's where most of our business applications come through. I think a big competitive advantage that we have in the marketplace is that, yeah, we have amazing technology, but we also have bankers who are willing to sit down with you and do, um, an application with you. If getting on the computer does not sound like what you want to do. When they do those online applications, whether it be a checking account, business loan, does it connect them with you then after? Like, do they get connected to you and, you know, they can build a relationship? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So at the end of the application for, for business lending products, that is, there is a, an option to, you know, pick your local branch. Um, or if you're already working with a banker, it's got our, our names there that you can select. So it'll come right to us. Um, if you end up picking a branch, it'll just go to the lender in your area. So like I said, all the Eau Claire if you select Eau Claire Southwest or West or, or, or whatever one um, or Whitehall, those will come directly to me. Um, and another great thing um, just to keep going is, you know, we make the decisions. I make the decision. Jack makes the decision. Tony, Tim, Carrie, um, all of us, we've, we've, you know, we've got the autonomy to, to make those lending decisions at the end of the day. So it's not, you know, some group um, way out where or it's not a, you know, a box you got to fit in. Um, you know, we've got the, again, the, the ability to to make those decisions and to sit down with you, um, hear about what's going on, you know, hear about why maybe this part of the application is just a little bit off, but, you know, it's expected to improve. Certainly local decisions is a, a huge benefit. And maybe this is just because I used to be an underwriter, but there are absolutely still standards we have to go by. You know, we've got a credit policy, but I love that we do have that ability to hear you, just hear what's going on in your business and what's going on with you personally. And, um, help that guide the decisions we're making locally. And we make them quick. We often have same business day decisions. That's almost unheard of. If it's not same business day, it's next business day. And I'd say that's still pretty uncommon too on the business loan side of things. Well, and what a big benefit to the, I mean, if you're a business trying to get that loan, like you'd never know why they're trying to, I mean, you do know why, but could be something went wrong and they've got to replace 
XYZ piece of equipment now, that's amazing. And I would say plan ahead because just because a business loan is approved the same or the next day, there's just more complexities than a personal loan. And we're here to walk you through it. So I'm not saying that to scare you off, but yeah, plan ahead to the extent that you can. But when you need us in a pinch, I think we're we're a good option for getting things done quickly too. For the size of business that you guys typically work with, are business certificates and business money markets relevant? I think they are. Yeah. One of the really awesome things about Royal is that we don't have like a minimum. You know, you might see some ads that show some good rates and then you look in there and it's for $250,000 of new money. You know, we don't have that. It's it's for any amount of money, whether you have it with us now or in the future. Most of our promotions, I can't speak with the broad stroke, but we it, it's absolutely relevant to your business. And, you know, 1% of even a hundred dollars, like at the end of the year, that's still a dollar. And I know that's a small example, but those, they all do add up and they're all important. So when you look at our business money market rates, um, at least in the twin cities right now, they're some of the most competitive that are out there. So I would encourage you to take a look. Um, there's tiered rates, which just means the more you invest, the higher your interest rate. Um, I'm not going to say rates on here cause they always change, but just give us a call and, you know, let us know. And we're happy to go through them with you or they're available on the website, rcu.org. The money market, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Why would they, we know rates are higher, but why would they pick that over a traditional savings? Is there stipulations to it? Is it liquid? Can they move the money out of there? I'll start and then Blake definitely jump in, but it's liquid, uh, meaning that you can access it at any point. Uh, There are different tiers based on your balance. So especially the more that you invest, the more interest and the higher rate that you're going to earn. Uh, there are not service charges on the accounts. There's no minimum balance on the account, but there are some other stipulations. So it is typically just used for those a um, little bit larger accounts where you're setting it aside, but you still have the ability to be able to take funds out as you need it, as opposed to a CD that has a little bit of more, well, not a little bit, it has a fixed term. So it may be an 11 month term, meaning you lock your money up for those 11 months in exchange, you get a um, attractive interest rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not a whole, not a whole lot to add there. Um, obviously, the, the big key with the money market is you know it, it'll pay a better rate than your standard savings account um, while remaining liquid. Um, but it's you know the CDs, the certificates on the other side will pay a, typically a, a a better rate. Um, but then again, you've you've locked your money up. You know you're you're comfortable with it sitting there in that account, gaining interest for like you said a, a number of months. You know there's three months CDs, there's nine, eleven, thirty six month. I mean you can kind of go all across the board. Um, so you just got to be comfortable with with locking that money up to earn the, the the higher rate. Can they open those accounts online too? Like can they open a business certificate online in a money market? Yeah, yeah, you can you can open them online. Um, very easy to, to swing into a branch and get them open that way. Um, and with I believe with online, you know, we do have DocuSign um, capabilities now, so um, it's a pretty pretty slick process. Is there uh, such a thing as a good time and a bad time to start a business? I would say no. Are you talking like seasonally, life stage, financial stage? I left it open to see where they would take oh, it. Okay. You know, I, we've seen kind of just about everything the last couple of years. Um, you know, there was a number of businesses that started kind of during the, the COVID times. You know, there's a, I mean, I, I remember specifically, you know, one individual that, you know, pointed out like some of the best businesses were created, you know, during the Great Depression when there was a, a desperate need for, for something new or, or something like that. I wouldn't say there's a bad time. I mean, maybe individually there's there's bad times, but, um, um, you know, maybe sometimes you're not, you know, credit wise, you're not where you want to be or where you need to be, you know, to get financing. Um, so I kind of always give people the model, you know, start crawling first, you know, get something going, 
um, you know, see how it progresses kind of at this stage. And then, you know, maybe in a little bit, you'll be able to walk and then you'll be riding a skateboard and a bike and eventually you're in a car and, and, you know, you're moving quite a bit faster and bigger. Um, so I always encourage people, you know, if they're dead set, if they really believe in what they're doing, you know, don't be afraid to start small and then, you know, continue to work on it and, and hopefully we can step in and help later or, you know, maybe it'll grow quick enough where, you know, you, you don't necessarily need lending help, but we can help you on the deposit side. So should people open a business checking and savings when they have that base idea? Like, let's say I'm, you know, it's Halloween. I'm going to start selling pumpkin crafts of some sort, right? Do I collect money and kind of keep it in my own savings account and kind of see what I think? Or should I open that business savings and put it in there? And then if I don't want it, close it? I Like, is there any good rule of thumb around that? Or Sounds like a good question for an accountant to some degrees, but then in other degrees, we would say, you know, as soon as you're registered with the state and you've got that EIN number, you are eligible to open a, um, a business savings and a business checking account. And I would encourage you to do so. I think a lot of success comes when you keep those finances separate. But I would also encourage you to have an accountant or a bookkeeper in your corner and just think about who's on your personal board of directors, so to speak. So as you're building that company, which voices are you listening to? One of them might be your banker. Hopefully you've got an accountant, maybe an attorney, maybe a spouse. But what, who are those voices you're listening to as you're making those decisions like opening a bank account? Yeah, to, yeah to, to simplify, I mean, it's, you know, having them separate is, is you know, it's a great idea um, from the start. You know, again, kind of like Jack said, maybe, you know, you're starting really small and you're not sure, you know, do I want to go through the work of setting up an LLC and EIN and, you know, dra drafting articles and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so maybe have a, you know, open a second personal account. Um, but, you know, once you're once you're going, you know, it's a good idea to have, you know, business accounts, um, savings, checking setup. Um, some businesses will do multiple of each, you know, some of them like to, you know, really specify it out. Some say, you know, all the income will come into this account and then they'll move, you know, X percent to the payroll savings, X percent to the tax obligation savings, X percent to, you know, rainy day fund. Um, so again, it kind of depends on you, how you want to set it up and, and kind of how your brain operates. Um, but it certainly is a good idea to help, you know, keep stuff separate, um, really helps probably, uh, the tax advisors and accountants at the end of the year to help, um, you know, balance everything up and, and whatnot. I fully acknowledge this as an aside, but something super cool that we offer going back to the business money market account. Um, it's not quite in place yet, but it will be by the end of the year is what's called a sweep. So you can keep all of your money in the business account and then have those sub accounts. That's what Blake was saying. That made me think of it. So maybe it's payroll taxes, Maybe it's the account and routing number that you actually send out on checks, but it's not the account and the routing number where all your money is housed. Um, that sweep product means that at the end of each business day, the money is automatically transferred or sweeped into those accounts from your higher interest bearing account. Um, just exactly what you need in those accounts. So whatever is cleared throughout the day uh, is transferred from the higher interest bearing account into those other accounts. So these sweeps are another service, kind of another donut. If you want to use that analogy, that's right for some businesses, but not all businesses along that same line of potential fraud that we've seen a uh, service called positive pay, meaning you go in ahead of time and you are entering in, yep, these are the checks I did. These are the ACH transactions that I've authorized. And then the idea behind it would be that if something is coming through that you did not authorize, you're able to flag it as an exception before it even ever comes out of your account. So again, not for every business owner, but it is amazing for a lot of business owners. And those are the sweeps and positive pays through that treasury management and cash management service 
that Royal is able to offer um, pennies on the dollar of what you see for service fees at other financial institutions. Yeah, one feature with the with the sweeps that I want to make sure you know people here um, is kind of like he was talking about. So having the the sweeps and then having you know one account that you give out to you know your vendors. And, you know, if you've got a wire coming in and all those sorts of things. So just that one account, one route account number is out there. Um, and that gets cleared at the end of every business day. Um, so, you know, you put funds there when you need it or, you know, at the end of every business day, you've had a, a few transactions come through. It automatically sweeps it to a different account that's not exposed. Um, it's just a good kind of fraud tool. Again, might not be for everybody, um, you know, might not be be worth the extra fee. Sometimes it's just a good practice of your own to do as, as a business owner. So maybe you just have two checking accounts, one number you give out, the other one you don't. Um, so you just make sure, you know, at the end of every day, every week, however, whatever makes sense for you, move the funds out of that account. So the exposed number, you know, has a zero balance and, and can, you know, save you from potential fraud. That sounds really cool. I think we should do a separate business fraud episode at some point. Because I, 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 I think I there's a lot. Yeah, mind. there's a yeah. lot of stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Very cool. Why do you two get into business banking? I'm just curious. Mine's a, a funny story. I won't share all of it, but I had a, um, I kind of fell into to banking out of college, more or less accidentally accept, accepted a role. Did did that great people that I worked with, and then ended up moving up to Eau Claire and transferred up here, and then uh, you know just that side of the world wasn't a fit for me for whatever reason. And then I, I had an opportunity to, to join a, a growing business banking team and, you know, had a lot more fun with that. That was kind of a much better fit. So, you know, that allowed a lot more freedom of being out and about, um, being involved in the community. So that was certainly more in, in enticing for me. Um, and now it's been four years here at, at RCU in this position, and that's been a really good fit. So again, just enjoy being out and about, you know, connecting with people outside of the office you know, being in community events and all that sort of thing. When I was in high school, actually, I had an amazing opportunity to work as an intern for a credit union in Owatonna, uh, hometown credit union. And they had a great program. And I was able to discover like, hey, I not only do I understand finances and I kind of have the brain and the wiring from that perspective, but I love setting people up for success. So for the next many years, I worked as various roles. Personal banker would be a common term used through community and mid-sized regional banks and just said, hey, I want to go back to being a, at a credit union someday. But I also knew I wanted to be in business banking. I have an entrepreneurial mind, an entrepreneurial spirit. But I Do also you own a business? I don't. Okay. I love just being a part of getting businesses going and getting them started. And I am a big proponent of the credit union movement. If you are in business banking or commercial lending, Royal Credit Union is the place to be. Uh, in Minnesota and Wisconsin, for sure. I think we're top 10 nationwide, though, if I have that statistic right. So we do we do really well. That's what brought me here. And it all started, you know, just as kind of a high school job of, hey, yeah, I'm going to try being a teller. And one thing led to another. I got my finance degree, master's with some accounting. And like I said, one thing led to another. And here we are. But I love what I do and uh, the impact that we're able to make in the community. Cooper. Yes, yeah, Stephen. If people like this podcast, what should they do? Listen to it. And? They should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find us on whatever podcast platform they enjoy listening on. Leave us a five-star review. And? Visit rce.org slash business. Oh, sorry. Yeah, podcast probably first. Listen to it. And then go to slash business to see these guys. To see them look at all those cool resources there's a lot on the business page honestly if you want to know anything before having to reach out 
head there and then there's a video or two yeah just Did tell you? them I was listening to this podcast and they'll be like all right like just just lay it on me what question do you have <laughs> <laughs> right yes yeah they could have really get some interesting it's questions good. it's good though I'm just imagining this just fading out at the end. Like, there's, there's not going to be one. Well, thanks for joining us. I, I, we have to do the thank you at least and thank them for spending their time. Oh, yeah, with, thanks. Yeah, honestly, thank you guys for Absolutely. answering our questions and putting up with us and bringing your donut ideas. Yeah.